want to talk about another aspect of of chinuch. Again, talking about little children first, but being as this is something which is uh, a central part of Yiddishkeit, so we start t- teaching children and then teach and getting to experience it from a very young age, and that's something which everybody does. So I'm not saying any chidushim. The only question is how to do it right. And what I want to talk about is chinuch Shabbos. Shabbos, as you know, is a central part of life is Klai Yisrael. Shabbos is our edus that we do Hashem. Hashem created the world. And it's like the Derech Hashem says in Shari Ravi, he says that even though all of the Yom Tovim are central to Yiddishkeit, that one Yom Kippur year is enough. One Yom Kippur year is enough. And it says Shabbos is so central that once a year wouldn't be enough. We need it every week. And therefore, of course, if it's something so basic to being uh, to being a yid, so basic to being part of Klai Yisrael, then it's something you have to be chanech for also. And like I said, it's done. Of course, everybody has Shabbos clothing for their children. Everybody tells the children about Shabbos and they're aware of Shabbos. But the, what I want to talk about, the important point, is not just that children are aware of Shabbos, this is about that every Jewish child is it's not a chiddush but more importantly what I'm talking about is the chiddush for the experience of Shabbos and why is that important so there's a Yisrael we've mentioned once before this Vaidim company for all the children even more but I want to mention again it's very important and that is what we call the psychological principle of association <coughs> which means if I have met I've been in a certain place. That's it. I, I once in my life, let's say, I visited uh, New York. And for the week I visited New York, uh, for some reason I was really sick. I had the whole time, I was feeling terrible. I had a headache the whole time, I was feeling throwing up the whole time. So what's my association with New York going to be? Terrible. Is that fair? Does that mean the place wasn't a good place because I was sick? No, it might have nothing to do with the place. But the matter, so when I think about it, so I remember my experience of it. If my experience was negative, so then my idea of the place is negative. And if I had something that's about a place, standing with a person, if I had a meeting with this, uh, I, I had a certain interaction with a certain person, and for whatever reason my experience was colored by something which made it a negative experience, that's my association with that person it was negative. In other words, it's not always the fault of 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 whatever I consider negative. It's the association that has with me. Which is why, and so we're going to talk about it more. People who felt, kids who grew up and felt unsuccessful in the Haredi school system will have a problem with keeping mitzvahs or being, or being from Jews. Uh, you can blame the teachers, blame your friends, blame the principal, maybe. Uh, individuals, what, what have you got against uh, the Torah? But it's the same idea of association, which means if anything connected to Torah makes me feel bad, so then I have a problem with, okay, I have a negative memory or a negative connection to to Torah and therefore it will turn you against it and we call whether it's right or it's wrong that's, that's the not the level of the rational person that's more the the, re, the emotional reaction to something is my, my feeling about that topic and therefore association is very important because whereas as much, as much as you want to present Shabbos as important we have to present Shabbos as positive 
the association with Shabbos should be a good association. And then as children experience Shabbos, they, they, they grow up with it every week. But we learn, I mean, it's not just that they're aware that there is Shabbos, that they know that there is Shabbos. What you want to achieve is, in Chinuch is much more that children look forward to Shabbos and appreciate Shabbos, enjoy Shabbos. And there is the Mitzvah of Fresh, the Kras and Shabbos Ainek, even for us as adults. And that is the way we meant to look, what you meant to do in Shabbos is make Shabbos something we look forward to and something we enjoy. The Ramban writes that the Mitzvah the Rais of Zachar Zema Shabbos Nekaitre is that the whole week a person waits for Shabbos. I look forward to it, I remember it, I think about it, I uh, anticipate it. It's something that's a highlight. And uh, the, the fact that I make Shabbos a day, a day which is enjoyable, a day of Einek, is something which is a positive memory. And therefore it's not just that that is Shabbos, it's how you relate to Shabbos. And a person is meant to do that. A person is meant to make Shabbos a highlight, something that they look forward to, something that they remember, and that so that becomes a part of anticipating Shabbos. So much so that that's the best example Chazal can give us for Yom Shabbos. Just like we look forward to anticipate Shabbos, so that's how you meant to look forward to anticipate Yom Now, for ourselves as adults, it's easier to do that. We can make Shabbos the way we want Shabbos to be in our own homes. We can choose what we want to eat in Shabbos. We can choose how we want to spend Shabbos. And we can make sure that for us it's going to be the day we enjoy. We meant to do that. It's a chiyot to do that. But we're able to do that for a child. So of course they're not independent yet. And therefore the way they're going to spend Shabbos is very, very tidy on with their parents. And now if that's the case, it becomes the parents' chiluch, and that is to make sure that Shabbos is the day your children enjoy also. Association with Shabbos should be good. Association with Shabbos should be positive. It should also be something that a child looks forward to and that a child enjoys. And therefore, before we talk about the positive side, what I want to talk about is a number of common, maybe not so common, but big mistakes people can make in, in, in relating to Shabbos. In relating to Shabbos, but it's a bad thing to do as Chinuch because it creates a negative association with Shabbos to the children and the person is losing more than anything else by that. If Shabbos becomes a day that people are scared of and hate and we can't wait until it finishes, so we, we've given exactly the wrong impression of what Shabbos is meant to be. And uh, it's a, the chance of that child growing up to appreciate Shabbos or to keep Shabbos becomes that much more, much more, much more unlikely. And therefore the chinuch of Shabbos is not just that there is a Shabbos, but how are we going to make sure that the association with Shabbos is good? So, like I said, I'm going to break this into two parts. We don't have time for both today, but we're going to talk today about the negatives. What not to do. What not to do, which is going to ruin the Shabbos experience. And then afterwards, what yes to do, which is going to enhance it. So the first not to do, and this is you do, and that is that uh, the Bach already writes in Halacha that Erev Shabbos in most homes is a very stressful time. There's lots to do and there's a deadline because Shabbos is coming. And the Bach says, therefore, it needs the hearers Yisera. He says that a person doesn't turn Erev Shabbos into a time when everyone's angry, shouting, screaming, punishing, whatever it's going to be, because, because, he says, it's going to destroy the atmosphere of Shabbos. And therefore, if people start equating Shabbos with, oh no, I hate it when Shabbos comes. That, that's the worst day to be home. The Erev Shabbos in my house is like the traumatic. Then, then no one's looking forward to Shabbos. On the contrary, it's overshadowed by what Erev Shabbos is like. Uh, years back when I was working with Rabbi Olofsky in Asimech, so that was just when they started the Derech program for kids who had been from and whatever. So one group of new intake of kids, and he's asking everyone to get there, he's asking like, no, where are you from? And the, the final question always was, 
well, what happened to you? And one of the boys there said, this is came from a family in New York, so what happened to you? He said, uh, I, I, I hated Shabbos. So being in my home, in Erev, Erev, being in my house in Erev, Shabbos was a sakana. Unfortunately, I used to run away from home every Shabbos, and I grew up, I hate Shabbos. And kept, I, mean, I wouldn't keep Shabbos, I would run away from Shabbos. And it comes from that first negative thing. And that is, if, if, even before we get to Shabbos itself, if Erev Shabbos is such a high pressure, a negative, bad day, so to speak, that people, are, kids are scared of it. Then we're doing a big disservice to everybody. As much as people are pressured to finish cleaning up and finish cooking, get everything ready, but if it's going to create an atmosphere of negativity, we've lost more than we've gained. So what's the answer? So this needs it's a logistics answer, which means I have to plan that whatever I need to do on Shabbos, either I have the personality that I can keep calm under pressure, and I'm not going to get uh, I'm not going to get on edge and start uh, showing bad minutes just because I'm pressurized because I have a deadline, or if I can't be like that, then I have to be more organized. And I have to do things in a way where it's not going to be a super pressure day. Because that's, it's not, the Bach is talking about Shonabai, he's saying it's bad for Shonabai also, which is for sure true. But it's, it's, it's much worse for Chinuch. And therefore, the first thing is that going into Shabbos should be something which is calm and maybe even something which is enjoyable, if, you, if you're really good. Not something which is angry, not something which comes from frustration, comes from panic, whatever it's going to be. We even say in the Twitter, as I said, as I can in a Kabbalah Shabbos, as Mitzvah Rev Simcha, we should make Kabbalah Shabbos from the Simcha. Even before Shabbos, we should be the Simcha. Now again, the mask I'm going to say now is a little bit tired of a person's personality. But uh, if a person has a right personality, then Erev Shabbos you can make it into a, a family project. We're all getting ready for Shabbos. Now I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. Come on, let's you can finish first. And the next time we'll take it off the list. Whatever it's going to be. So yes, there's lots to do in every home. And yes, there are lots of things which are lots to do in every home. But, depending on the way people address that and approach it, it can be something which is, this is like a family, a family achievement. We all work and make the And of course, you have to assign a job to each of your children that they're capable of doing. But this becomes your job. You're part of the project. And then you encourage them, come on, I'm finished, you finish, like, who's going to do the next thing? Whatever it's going to be. Like I said, in my home, it's... Uh, Okay, Baruch Hashem, have lots of, uh, of, of available hands. You just have to decide who's, who's old enough and mature enough to do what. But it's, 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 it's a group project. And, it's, and then instead of being, uh, you're just getting in the way, or you're just making a mess, or you're just interfering with me. No, take, you take part. We, we're all working on this together. And then that way, it's, it's not often, in the, it's a days from families, that you have uh, time for family projects. If Shabbos becomes a family project, everybody has their job. Whether the job is something small, like just bring, putting things in the refrigerator or bring bottles upstairs or whatever it's going to be, cleaning up the room. And so more complicated jobs, and the children are a little bit older, they can actually participate in a more meaningful way. But it becomes a job. It becomes a job, and then everyone's a part of it. Everyone, everyone, everybody feels like they're participants. And the best part of it, is everybody feels that the success, which means we did everything down for Shabbos, was a, was a group success. It wasn't like a situation that, like, I have to make Shabbos and you're getting in my way. So you better get out of my way or you're going to be in the firing line for whatever punishments I can think of. Right? Because then that's not, I'm against the Shabbos. Like, you know, you, you, I'm the one who's just interfering. No, it's the other way around. We're all making Shabbos and you have to participate. You have a job to do too.
Okay, so that's the first point. And that is making Erev Shabbos into something which is a positive and maybe even a family experience rather than the opposite, which is making Erev Shabbos a day that people are scared of being part of and look to avoid. The second point, again, we're talking about the negatives. The second point is when it comes to Shabbos itself. And that is the, okay, this is maybe a more general point. Uh, and that is the Matthias in, again, most Jewish families, is most for most people the time they have to interact with their children is most is primarily Shabbos during the week everyone's busy during the week they have school it's work or cradle mother's busy whatever she's busy with family time as to interact with each other doesn't unless it's in the sense of we, we work you know, we have to take you to school bring you out from school give you stuff and put you to bed wherever it's going to be but just to spend time together normally primarily is Shabbos and now it's next, next point and that is if the interaction between parents and children isn't good, then Shabbos is going to get blamed. Not because it's Shabbos' fault, but like we said, association. Which means if that's, this is the quality time that parents spend with their kids is on Shabbos, and it's not good quality. In other words, they, they don't get on. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a positive time. And it wasn't just that. I, had, yeah, I remember every time that we, we, we used to interact as a family, it was terrible. But it's going to be blamed as Shabbos, because Shabbos is always the background setting for that. So it's always around the Shabbos table, or whatever it is. That that's where that allows an interaction to take place, and a person is going to develop a negative association with Shabbos also. So the first point, obviously, is just a general point. It's nothing to do with Tafka the Svarad, and that is obviously one wants to create an atmosphere where a person has a good a, a good relationship with everyone in the family. But what I want to talk about now is that there are three or four points which, even if there is in principle a good relationship, uh, but uh, people can do things to make to make a negative atmosphere. Even well-meaning, but to, but to make a negative atmosphere at the Shabbos table, which then again, just a person, the child, will learn to dislike Shabbos. So I'm going to say four points, depending on the age of the children, obviously, which one's appropriate for them, but uh, they're, they're all different stages of practical points. And they all have the same effect that it can cause a person to, to get to dislike Shabbos because... For whatever reason, they, they, they had a negative, an ongoing negative experience of it. The first one is, it's been like Israel, at least in this country, I think in other parts of the world as well, that every kid, even from three-year-olds, come back uh, on a Friday with what they learned that week. Sometimes with a, a lot of what they learned, sometimes with questions on what they learned. But I, I would wonder about that. I mean, and then my two-year-old come out learns nothing at home. I don't know how they learn so much in gun. But they come with a list of the things that apparently they learned that week. Right? Now, the one thing I learned is uh, there are the people who... Okay, so the Shabbos table is a chance to interrogate the children. This, this is what you learned. Let's see how well you know. And it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. For the child who knows, they're happy to talk. For the child who doesn't know, they're only put on the spot. I said, what is the answer? But, but you learned it. But it says you know, she taught you. Why don't you know the answer? And especially if it gets around the table and it's that, then you vanish, you vanish and grab him. Right? And therefore, the eighth is, uh, and that is, give your children an opportunity if they want to share the parish with you. If they want to tell you something they learned. Like, oh, what did you learn interesting this week? Tell me something you learned. Tell me something interesting your, t- your teacher told you. Or the review, whatever it's going to be. Fine. Let them say what they, what they remember and what they understood and what they want to say. But uh, to interrogate them and say, well, what's the answer to this question? And you said, you don't, well, why don't you know? You wouldn't have learned it. It's, just, it's, it's making it embarrassing. It's making it something which is a negative experience. If I want to know how much they really know, fine. Find the time not on Shabbos. 
we have a time after maybe Monday Shabbos or Nigeria during the week, which let's go through with you. No, I want to know how well you're doing. I want to, I want to go over your school with you. And best on a one on one setting so that if he doesn't, no one's going to be embarrassed. He doesn't be embarrassed in front of the whole family or in front of the guests, whatever it's going to be. That's fine. But don't make the Shabbos table the chance to hear everybody. You should never read out the Bash. To read out the Bash, it's fine. To ask questions is only. If you, if you don't know for sure he knows, it's going to be embarrassed. So then you ask the kids who know. And now the kid, you give them the chance. If he wants to say anything, you can ask him, do you want to say anything? And if he says yes, great, let's hear it. If you don't want to say that's fine. We'll go on to the, it's, it's not embarrassing. It's not it's something which if puts it, on the spot. If the kid wants their question read, then you do? Or even then? So if the kid wants the question to be read, that's fine. You can read it. This today, this weekend again, we had this one's birthday, and we celebrated the kind of read, and whatever else we did. That's fine. Oh, so I'll read the parasha. We learned about Matantara, we all sang the song or whatever it was. Okay, that's fine. We're talking with little kids. If they want us to ask them questions, then again, you're doing it in a chachmadik way, which means you, as, as you read the question, so, and do you know the answer? And if it's not right away, good. And if not, the right you don't like doesn't keep going. Don't make it a thing which is like uh, a question answer session. Even when they do want it, you have to be sensitive. You know, if he's a kid who's a genius, he knows everything, good. Then you feel good about himself. Ask him the questions, let him answer. I know, I have kids like that. They, they come back and show us, ask us questions, ask us questions. So ask them, well, easy questions, hard questions, no, really hard questions. I always have the kid who says, no, I need the easy ones. Fine, so, the kid, so you have to think what he knows. And again, you just follow the story. So you really go through the story with them and, and what's the answer and give them a second. If they're not in the spot, you're right, you learn this, you're right, right, and keep going. And, then it's just, and the, kid, the kids who want hard ones, fine, so then give them what they want. That's what gives them their feeling, good feelings. Not really, because the kid who doesn't know doesn't want doesn't want the hard questions. They don't want to be embarrassed by. It. And the kid who does want to do the challenge and feels good when they can show you they know. Then, then. Unless you have twins, it's not a cheshbon. Everyone's in a different class. Everyone has a different thing. It's not it's not likely to be that they, the the, the guy in sixth, uh, kid in sixth grade and fourth grade and second grade are competing with each other. They're all in different places. Complicated questions like who does well, like even as a young kid, as like a seven year old kid, and then the six year old kid is asking, like, What brochure do you make up? Okay, so the six year old is probably happy with that because he doesn't want to get the hard questions. But genesis is a different song, we'll talk about it separately. What I'm talking about now is no, no, what's the gate to the Shabbos table. That's the first point. The second point, there is before the first one was done, interrogate your kid and make the Shabbos table into like, a, you, you, like you're on the witness stand and you have to answer everything. Uh, the second point is. And maybe there will be, be those people who won't agree with me. It doesn't make a difference. I think it's Russian. And that is, don't force your kids to stay at the table. Right? If they're not ready for it, and don't enjoy it. And you're having a long conversation with somebody else, they just don't know what's going on. So what's the point of forcing them to sit at the table? It's, it's, it's just, it's not, no one likes that. To be in this place where I don't want to be, I don't know what's going on, and I'm just have to sit nicely and not move. And it, it becomes something negative. Yes, I can make sure everyone comes to the table to start. Everyone wants to be there for Kiddush, and for my it's here to start. And afterwards, it's said. So from the grandparents that, like, bug the grandkids, could you tell the grandparents to, like, chill out? Yes. They'll come. They'll come for this. They'll come for this. Till what age? Till what age? Or this is whatever. If you can't figure out a way to keep them at I, the table... Ideally, you should find a way to keep them at the table. And if you can't, then you're not making... No, no one's going to enjoy it if you force them to be there. I'm saying for all the kids uh, that I want to, I can try and engage in a conversation. I try and make it a Shabbos experience. I try and make it enjoy. Of course, uh, but uh, to make to force people, no, you you have to stay at the table. You, the point of view, you're not going anywhere. It's just no, no one's going to enjoy. It. 
if that's a family you have, make it a quicker meal. Make it a quicker meal, and no one's forced to be there for too long. Yeah. Uh, two questions. Um, um, Kiddushan might say even for like a three-year-old? Yeah. Okay, and number two is that like, like, like by the table, uh, by the table is like, is like, you know, our, our dining room and that is the same room. So like, is that considered by the table or like, it has to be like by the table? Like, My nephew, like, he's here. No, so you want him to listen to Kiddush and he'll get grapes. He'll get the grapes. He wants that. You want, you want him to be here for a month, you know? You know, I'm saying a lot of times, like you know, like, we'll be playing, like you know, for, for you know, when when drinking, I'll come for the grape juice. Yeah, so for Kiddush, you can say, come, come. We, start, we, have, we, we everyone needs to start. The Shabbos, everyone everyone's to come to start Kiddush. To get him to eat, you want him to eat. That's the next thing I'm going to talk about. The third thing I'm going to talk about, and that is. Uh, besides the conversation tell them being at the table the third thing is don't make Shabbos to put the table the battleground for eating a person is meant to enjoy what they eat on Shabbos just like us as adults now the Eloat the, the choice of food we're going to serve on Shabbos is what uh, the people who are making the food like to eat as the adults want to eat so for them uh, what they might make uh, whatever food adults like and then for them they're, they're there because they want to eat it whereas for children if that's not what children like so then to force them to eat things they don't like uh, What's the point? They're not going to enjoy it. They're not going to enjoy it. And uh, now I'm not saying you have to, you can't give your kids proper food on Shabbos, but give your kids the food they like. And if my kids, for example, don't enjoy salmon, so what's the point of giving for the, to force them to eat it? And, and it's not a mitzvah. It's not covered Shabbos. It's not doing anything. So what do they like? Think what they like. Give them what they like. And some people say, well, that means they have to make two separate dishes. Hundred percent. What's wrong with that? They make one thing for the adults with the adults like, they make one thing for the kids with the kids like, and everyone's going to be happy. And so, just like I'm not forcing you to eat tuna, I'm not forcing you to eat salmon. And if it means you have to have both on the table, beside it. So, what is So, what's the big deal? It's Shabbos. Everyone should eat with the, the, the midst of Shabbos is to eat what the, where people should eat what they want to eat. I think Shabbos, I, I enjoy what I'm eating. Good. All they like is just sugar, sugar, sugar. No, there are normal foods that a kid eats. There are normal foods that a kid eats, and you have to, but, but they have to be kid foods. And therefore, just because I think a Shabbos meal is meant to be ABC, and the kids don't eat A or B or C, so know what they're doing here. Right? So they have to make, okay, so for myself, I'll make the meal that I want, and for the kid, I'll do different. Now, if they happen to like the same food, fantastic. But uh, if, if to force someone to eat what they don't like, again, it's just going to make it negative. Right? The whole week you give them the foods they like, and now Shabbos not. Now Shabbos we have an adult menu, you now you have to eat what we like. But they won't do it, they enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's very individualistic because it depends on the family what the options are. In other words, if you have one kid, so I want to sit here as one thing. If you have five kids, saying I want to sit here, it's a different thing. The, the, the best thing to avoid arguments at the Shabbos table is, the, like any, in any topic, is just to diffuse them. In other words, and again, we're, like we're going to talk about how to like, diffuse arguments between kids. Well, whatever way you're going to do will work. We'll talk about that. If it's going to be a compromise, it's going to be have a rotation, whatever it's going to be. It's like this, you choose the ice. Like, we're not going to make a battleground out of it. A battleground out of the Shabbos table. And if you know this is a source of, a, of disagreement, so then, and this is the last point, and that is, if you know it's going to be a source of disagreement, then the time to decide things like that is before Shabbos. Why? Because it's not going to become a, a, like a disappointment or a letdown at the Shabbos mm-hmm. table. 
So if I know there's a certain place everybody wants, or there's a certain job everybody wants, or whatever it's going to be. So we decide before Shabbos even comes in, who's going to get the job this week, or who's going to sit this week. And then everyone can get over all, all people thought they wanted it, can get over it before we get to sitting down at the sitter. Whereas when, now we come to Shabbos level, and now there's going to be all that disagreement and disappointment, and it's just going to set everything in a negative spirals. It depends on the dynamic of the family. If, if, if the way the kids grow up is the parents eat sukkah, they're not going to think of asking for it. And I, in all the years I've been running Shabbos levels, none of my kids ever want to sit in my place. Uh, they want to all every other place, but not mine. Because that's cool, I understand, that's not getting there. But that's uh, uh, okay. There's never, uh, no one has ever let down by it, so it wasn't an expectation. So if that's the same thing. If the mother's a set seat, that's her seat, they're finished. There's nothing to talk about. But if she doesn't, then okay. So then the question is, the dynamic will change in each family. Um, but it's not just Nagaya seating, it's Nagaya everything. Which means, see, the last point is, uh, maybe it's Nagaya for whatever age kids, uh, what, uh, and that is, it will change maybe between the age of the kids what the conflict will be about. But don't make a shot of a place for conflict. That's brought in first. Conflict? It shouldn't be, it should, the shot shouldn't be a place to argue. So if, even if there are issues, which they're disagreements, like I said, it starts as babyish things, not little kids, but when the kids get older, it can become big issues or even big Ashkafa questions or disagreements whatever it is so the Shabbos is not for arguing no that's fine talk to her that's great we can discuss that we're arguing about the points but to argue uh, a personal argument no, that's, not the, that's not the time for it as long as it's not a personal thing which I feel I have to defend if you feel that it's becoming a negative fact don't do it don't do it don't do it we tell stories instead. If it's Kashmir, people enjoy the discussion and everyone's happy when you hear this is the answer was at the end and that's great. The same thing. No, you're not fighting. If it becomes a fight, that's not the time. If a person's interested in asking questions, you have to answer and it's a, a discussion, fine. If it becomes a fight, now's not the time. Now's not the time. We'll do it often. Shabbat shouldn't be the place to fight.